Welcome to Women's Hot Topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Should Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? Hey, friends. Shug Burry here with Women's Hot Topics. And, you know, we've been doing this series on successful women, and I can't wait to introduce you to our next guest. Uh, as you know, my husband and I are traveling the country. And we're interviewing people on the road and also those that we have met. And I got to tell you, Leslie Haskins is my next guest. You are going to enjoy her so much. Why Mm -hmm. is that? Well, let me tell you a little bit about her. Even though she is best known for her miraculous escape from the Twin Towers on 9-11. Yep, you heard me right. She was in the Twin Towers on 9-11 and escaped. Leslie Haskins is a New York Times bestselling author a highly sought-after executive consultant, and a renowned keynote motivational speaker. And I want you to know, I can't imagine some of the things that she's gone through in life have really impacted her. And she has written a wonderful book we're going to talk about called Hey Girl, Hey. I love that. Kind of gets your attention, doesn't it? Hey, girl, hey. So let's listen into what she has to say. Welcome, Leslie. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for having me. Hi, Shook. I have to say it. Hey, girl. Hey. I know. I love it. I'm going to use that from now on. It's just kind of, I love it. It's got a little sassy breath to it. It does. I love it. Well, Leslie, you have had quite a life already and experiences, and you have written many books. Could you tell us a little bit about the books you've already written? Sure. Uh, Let's see. I think there are five or six of them Um, between Heaven and Ground Zero. Um, God has not forgotten about you. And of course, Hey Girl, Hey is the newest one. My books are really written as to inspire people and motivate them and encourage them in their lives. I think that oftentimes as we're navigating life, we forget that God is in control of all of it. Mm -hmm. And we kind of have this tendency to marry ourselves to the outcome and want to see just everything so easy and soft and that's not how it goes all the time he says that he's with us through all of it and so my books kind of are are written to remind people of that that even though we have ebbs and flows in life God is always there with us and there is always a purpose in what we're going through you know we all can probably remember where we were on 9-11. I remember I was in the car. I was driving to something called Bible Study Fellowship on that beautiful morning. And to hear on the radio, it was like supernatural. Like we couldn't believe that this was happening in our own country. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a sensitive subject for many, but we don't want to forget all of those people who had passed away and died. But you had had escaped. God was with you and you had escaped. And I do believe Leslie, for a time such as this, I think that God is using you powerfully Mm -hmm. in the platform that he's given you to share about um, how we need to rise up after difficulty. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us just a little bit about your experience and what it was like? Oh, absolutely. Um, I I think the the piece that uh, stands out for me most, even more than 20 years later, are the time that we were trying to really escape the building and the amount of smoke and devastation that we saw, the amount of confusion um, that was there and all of 
the tragedy. I mean, we went to work in the office that morning, dressed and ready for a day at the office, but ended up in a war zone. I think that's the best way to describe it because the devastation that we experienced on the inside did not at all resemble what you saw or what others saw on the television. So from the outside, it looked like the building was just smoking and it was still standing. But from the inside, from the moment that plane hit the building, floors were collapsing, windows were exploding, people were dying. You can hear them um, really being burned alive. And so I think when the building fell, I think the shock of the world is because they were not seeing what we were actually experiencing on the inside. We knew that that building was gonna fall. From the moment that the plane hit, those of us inside the building, we knew it was gonna fall. So I think in that, after 9-11, you, you know, I became homeless with my son. I was a single mom. I was diagnosed with severe post-traumatic stress disorder, became homeless and, um, really was committed to a psychiatric hospital with no hope of surviving and mercy said no yeah. you know, that's yeah. a song that mercy said no god said mm. I, i've got something that i want to talk to you about and something mm. that i want to pour into you that i want you to pour out over my people so here i am you know i love your transparency and none of us can even begin to imagine the horror mm -hmm. that you saw um, of the mm -hmm. people that were passing and the experiences mm -hmm. that went with it um sure. and i love the way that you rose up basically from those ashes and allowed god to use your life but friends did you hear what she said um she actually was an extremely successful insurance executive and she had worked her way up what floor were you on 36 i think it was 36 and 37 floor. 36 and 37. And she rose up uh, to an, a top executive level. Mm -hmm. And then as everything came crashing down, she becomes homeless, mm -hmm. friends. Look at how in a flash of a minute, our lives can change. And uh, you just you just rose up and became a new woman. Leslie, tell us what happened after that for you. I, I It was a transformation, Shog. I mean, it it was God turning me inside out and rebuilding me. I think for me, in my arrogance at the time, had he not stripped me of everything, I would have given my, found a way to give myself credit and say, hey, look at me, look at all I've done. I lost everything. I even lost friends. I lost the man I thought I was gonna spend the rest of my life with that day as well. I lost everything. and. The Lord literally had to rebuild me from the ground up, teaching me who I am in him, not who I thought I was or who my parents thought I was or who my brothers or sisters or friends said I was, but who do you say that I am, Lord? And once I started to get to know him, I started to learn who I was and what he wanted from me. And I started to rebuild, replan my life. It was almost like starting all over again, being a child and starting all over again saying, okay, this is what I'm good at. This is what I can do. This is what you want from me. Not what do I want? This is not the life that I'd planned for myself. I never saw this coming, but it is the best possible outcome for me.
And friends, as you know, God doesn't create this disaster, but he can use it for his good. I just want to clarify that in your minds. Yeah. Uh, it was a tragic day. It was mm -hmm. evil, it was evil everywhere Absolutely. because of it. But in the middle of it, Leslie, I have heard you comment that you saw God in the middle of everything that was happening. Mm -hmm. Can you share a little bit about that? God, is, he's our redeemer, to your point. He takes even our mistakes and the evil that is done in the world, and he takes those ashes and he turns them into something beautiful, something that can that he can use for, to build the kingdom. His desire and his goal is that none of us should perish, right? Mm, it, that is his aim. And so everything that we do, everything that we cause, he comes in and he redeems it so that there are people who are salvageable, who we can say, let me, let me pull this out of those ashes. You know, you've really had uh, quite a lot of challenges in your life besides 9-11. Mm -hmm. uh, I had to giggle when I saw that you were the youngest of 15 kids. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's survival of the fittest. I mean, we just had four kids and I thought that was a lot, um, but way to go for surviving that. Uh, you also have been a, a survivor of rape and of abuse, relationship abuse, but not to mention the Twin Towers coming down, anxiety, mm -hmm. depression. You know, mm -hmm. ladies, if you're listening, I know you're struggling. There's stuff yeah. out there that's happening. But mm -hmm. I want you to know that Leslie has been able to put into words what has been successful uh, mm -hmm. to help her. Could you share a little bit about Hey Girl, Hey and your guide to a soft life? Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. I, the the the. <laughs> The premise of this book, the bottom line of it is that we are not our behavior. Who we are is not our mistakes. We're not the anxiety or the depression that we've been diagnosed with. We're not the mistakes that we've made in our past. We are a beautiful soul creation that God has forged with his very own hands. And once we know who that person is, who we are is the richness of what's inside of us. It's not the behavior. For me, from 9-11 to now, it has been that journey of discovering who I am, outside of my behavior. We can change our behavior. We don't change who we are. God creates us perfect from the moment he conceives us in, before we hit our mother's womb, he has a vision for your life and who you are. And our journey is about discovering what that is and how much he has put in into us grace and love and kindness and abil an ability to build. The Bible talks in Genesis about us being easers. And I think life has put us on a path to say an easer is, a, is, a, is the word for helper or a helpmate. And what we've done is we said, I don't wanna be a man's helper, but, but listen to this ladies, an easer is the, also the way that God describes himself. He said, I am an ever-present help. I am an ever-present helper in times of trouble. It's also the way he described the strength of the armies of Israel. So being an easer, being that ever-present help is a strength for us. It's something that I started to 
square my shoulders and say, oh, wait a minute, I, I'm a helper, I'm a rescuer. It's why we're fixers. It's why we rush into buildings. It's why we rush into relationships to, to fix, to save. Once we get in, understand what that is and all of the amazing talents that come with that, then we can identify who we are and we can say, hey, wait a minute, I'm not this past behavior. Hey, wait a minute. I'm not this past mistake that I made. I am an easer. I'm a beautiful soul. I am rich with God's grace. And we can start to transform the things we do in line with who we are rather than who we are in line with what we do. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely it does. But I'm, I'm thinking like our listeners, like a woman who's maybe in the dredges of depression mm -hmm. right now or... Uh, she's got an abusive relationship or she's trying to get out. She yeah. doesn't see the light. And I love what you're saying because it all makes sense. But what were the practical steps that you took when you were in the mire of the mud? Get, just give our listeners a few practical things to help them begin to see the light. First thing, first thing first. And, that, and that's the, the important thing. Those who are suffering with depression and anxiety as I was, severe post-traumatic stress disorder, understand that I'm not a throwaway, right? I'm not, my, my diagnosis does not break me or lessen me. Understand that and accept that. We can say all of the positive affirmations we want, but if we don't believe it, it's just rhetoric. So for me, the first thing I had to do was understand how to separate that diagnosis from Leslie. The second thing I did, <laughs> this is gonna seem, a little bit easy, but I started to watch what I was eating and getting more sun and meditating and praying more. It's really shook about the connection, the new connection that we make with the Lord. We cannot do this outside of him. It's not possible because he is the creator. He's the designer. He's the one with the strength to get us through. So the second thing after understanding that you're not the diagnosis, that you're not your mistake is, well, if I'm not that, who am I? Who am I? That discovery comes from your seeking that relationship with the Lord. That is so key because he begins then to speak into you those things you want, he wants you to know. I can give you a whole list of 10 things that I did after I got in touch with who I am with the Lord. But your list might be different from mine. I can tell you what's for certain is that step number two, which is understanding who you are, how Christ designed you. That's the piece that, that you can't miss. I think it's who is it? I think it's Plato. I'm not sure. He says, I often skip steps when I climb, but no step will forgive me that. That means that that's step number two. You can't skip that one. That's the practical thing. I talk a lot, don't I? Sorry. About that. No, I love that. I mean, you're like an interviewer's dream. <laughs> no, I, I love it. You just had me so captivated by your words. And of course, I'm thinking about my friends in prison who are incarcerated uh, mm -hmm. Most of you know I do a prison ministry as well. Himforher.org. Uh, <laughs> Find us there. Please donate. We need your support. Um, and this is also a listener-supported show. So please, I encourage you to continue to allow us to bring this great programming to you. But back to my thought is I was thinking about the, the women 
that mm-hmm. will benefit from this, especially in prison, to hear your struggles, mm-hmm. your background. A lot of them have been homeless as well. And I, I'm going to say a quote that you had said, if I could, please. Yeah. It was, Leslie says, gone are the days of pretending that we're okay when mm-hmm. we're almost dead inside. Hello. That applies yeah. almost to all yeah. women. Yeah. Our past does not define us. Friends, I want you to know that your past, whatever it looks like, whether you've been incarcerated, been in drug uh Mm-hmm. You've been abused, been told your worth and is nothing. I want you to know that your past does not define you. And what we have endured does not diminish our worth. It's not. As women, the world has opened up to hear from us and it's time we speak louder, bolder, and not necessarily using our indoor voices. That's what my dad <laughs> always said. Shug, use your indoor voice because I got I got this loud voice. So um, I I love that. And you had mentioned something that really struck me. And it was um, gone are the many ways that we shrink to fit into bad relationships. What does Uh, that mean? Isn't it? I'm going to back up for a minute because I want to say something. I'm going to die if I don't say this. Ooh, get it out. Isn't isn't it always the way when folks are saying to us, use your involved voice, you know, don't scream, don't be so assertive. It's time out for that. It's really time that we scream so that folks can hear the pain that we have been harboring inside. Cry if you wanna cry, scream if you need to scream and understand that it is your right to get that out. We don't have to carry those things around anymore and feel like if we're, if we're, this, if we're not this little shell of ourselves, then we have no value. We don't have to be perfect to be beautiful. We don't have to be flawless to have an impact on this world. But that's been the burden that we've been carrying for generations. Makeup has to be on point. It takes me hours to get this stuff right. So when I don't have to, this Well, I don't know. I think you're looking pretty fine. (laughs) (laughs) When I don't have to, guess what? I don't. We... It's time, ladies, to to really cry if we need to cry, to Mm -hmm. forgive ourselves for what we've done in the past or what we've not done. Leave it where it is and march on into the beautifulness of what God has in store for us. You talk about shrinking to fit into places that we've already outgrown. This is another part of that. So many of us are listening to what society is in our ear telling us who we are or what our friends or others are telling us who we are and what we should do. And we're holding out inside of us who we really are and it's dying to come out. So rather than rocking the boat, rather than upsetting the course of somebody else's thing, we shrink and we contort and we, we, we make ourselves fit into these conversations that we're not, that we've already outgrown, we're past that. We, we have more to say, we have more to give, but we shrink to fit so that we don't rock the boat and so that nobody calls us, calls us out and we don't feel like we're too aggressive or too assertive or not woman enough or that's what got you in this in the first place, you talk too much, you're too much. All of those things, girl, bye, it is over. Mm-hmm for all of that. It's time to be who we are. That's big. That's beautiful. That's brilliant. That's loud. That's assertive. It's all of who you are. And then some, I think the the imperfections of us, the flaws that we carry, 
that require grace, I think those are the most beautiful parts of who we are. Those things that are not quite right, you know, those things, the relationships that, that again, don't have to be perfect to be beautiful. If we're all the same, then one of us is pointless. Then, then, then it's redundancy, right? We're, we're supposed to be different, living in community, transforming, rubbing up against each other the wrong way so that we're smoothing off the rough edges to present ourselves whole, to the Lord, because that's what we live for, to mm -hmm. present ourselves whole to the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Oh, you speak it, sister. That was perfect. <laughs> I loved it. Um, and I just love that, that our past doesn't diminish our worth. And you have spoken into that so clearly. And I really hope that the women who are listening are claiming that. Again, the book is called, Hey Girl, Hey, Your Guide to a Soft Life. What does that mean, soft life? So off my, I'm so glad you asked. I met a woman a few years ago who told me that my, my biggest issue is that I marry myself to the outcome of my situations and my decisions when I should leave, just be obedient and leave the consequences to God. Mm. And it took me a while to get it. But when I got it, I said, hmm, then that's what makes life doable. That's what makes life, our landing, a lot softer. That's a soft life. When we give our whole selves all that we can and leave the consequences to God, we can rest easy because now we don't have to perform. Now we don't, it removes all of the burden of making sure everything lines up perfect and puts that back into the hands of the one who can line it up perfectly, mm -hmm. who can redeem it, right? It takes all the pressure off of us. So what is the soft life? The soft life is knowing that God is in control no matter what, and the peace of God that comes with that. Soft life, soft landing is the peace of God that comes in when we say, Lord, all of this belongs to you. I'm going to do what you've asked me to do. I'm going to pour out everything that you've poured into me. And I'm going to leave the rest. The redemption story is yours. Amen. And what an example that is. When you talk and meet with other people and you mm -hmm. hear their stories and you start to share, hey, I got a soft life lined up for you. You want to hear about it? Yes. I think that's amazing. Hey, girl. Hey, I listen. To hey, girl. <laughs> I love that you just said that. I got a soft life lined up for you. You want to hear yeah. about it? I love that. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. it's the evangelist in me. I can't help it. <laughs> so, you know, I'm listening to this and I'm listening to you and I'm like, hmm, men could use this information. I mean, I so. is this a book men can read? I think it is. I think if you want to know and understand women better, grab this book. Because it's also, it's not just about how to be the best version of yourself as a woman. It's about understanding how and why we go left when we should be going right. It's also about understanding why we take on so much and not know how to self-care for ourselves. And I think if men can understand why we're thinking one way and they're thinking a different way, it helps in the communication and the flow of the relationship. Absolutely. It's a, a book that men can read and should read as well. 
I think it would make a great Father's Day gift or Christmas gift or <laughs> yes, something. I, I think it would be really, really helpful. Where can they find your book? So right now we're on Amazon and we are in Barnes and Nobles. Um, so they can just go online and uh, online bookstores, type in Hey Girl, Hey, Leslie Haskin and up it'll pop and they can just get it online. There we go. There we go. You know, um, we've covered a lot of subjects. We've talked about, you know, your experiences uh, as, mm -hmm. you know, the youngest of 15, as mm -hmm. well as 9-11, as well as yeah. some of the abuse that happened to bring us to this point today. What is your uh, life look like today? What are you up to? <laughs> what am I up to? Gosh, I am touring actually with the book, which is very exciting. I'm meeting a lot of amazing women uh, in women ministries and churches. I am um, consulting with several very large Fortune 500 companies, and now they're understanding um, my uh, other life, <laughs> right? Um, we're doing some work within the organizations as well, understanding women's roles and um, diversity and inclusion. Um, understanding more of that. So I'm, I'm lining up for a lot of talks. Hopefully you'll see me on the TED Talks soon. So doing a lot of circuits and a lot of touring about women and our value and how we navigate and live out life in all of our value and worth. That is just wonderful. What a blessing any company or corporation would be to be able to bring you in to share that insight and that uh, <laughs> consultation with them. Uh, I want to know my biggest piece, though, for me, the most important piece of all of this journey for me is about the kingdom and what I can do for my sisters in the Lord and those who are looking for him. Um, if I can point and say, hey, this is this is my life. It is a hot mess. Right. But come see a man who told me who I am, right? Mm -hmm. If I can reach a woman incarcerated, a woman struggling with depression, anxiety, a woman just before, you know, because we get so heavy burdened that we don't see a way out. We don't know that there is another way out. If they can find or see in me a light and a way that says, I know a way out. I know, like you said, I got a soft life. Come, let me tell you about it. Let me tell you who's at the core of that. That's why I do this. That's why I push. That's why I write. That's why I'm on the road nine months out of the year. This is why, because there are women out there who I believe the Lord wants me to touch. I think more than that, I want to touch them. It's something I want to do for him. It's something I want to do for them as well. Say, hey, if, if he can move my mountain, Yours is yours is easy. So Amen. Amen. How can we be praying for you, Leslie, in the upcoming days? Pray for the words, um, the hearers of the words that I speak. Pray for the lives that I will impact. Pray that I stay directed as the Lord is guiding me. Um, pray for strength and Pray that this book and the message of this book penetrates hearts and lies and does what God exactly intends for it to do. Amen. And I believe it will happen. Is there a Bible verse, like kind of a life verse for you that has spoken into your life through all these challenges? 
my the one that comes to my mind is I can do all things through Christ, which gives me strength mm -hmm. because my life has been a life of overcoming um, one obstacle after another. As you said, I survived a brutal gang rape. I'm a 9-11 survivor. I've survived um, anxiety and depression and thoughts of suicide. I've survived homelessness. And so for me, it has been an obstacle after another. And those conversations that happen in my head, this is, this is enough. I can't do this anymore. I'm tired and I'm spent. And then there's the voice of the Holy Spirit that says, yes, you can do all things through Christ. So just keep leaning into him, Leslie Haskin. Just keep leaning into me. I got you. So that's my life verse. And that's the verse I would share with those women who are on the edge and the ones that feel like, I can't do another day. I cannot do this. In yourself, maybe not. But you can do all things through Christ because he's your strength. Amen. Friends, if you want to get a hold of Leslie for some reason, you can find her at lesliehaskin.net or you can find her on Facebook, um, Leslie Haskin. Please look her up. Please pray for her. Please support her of all the things that God is doing in and through her life. And friends, thank you so much for listening to Women's Hot Topics with Shugbury. Leslie, you are a dream guest. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks. I hope you'll come back again and keep us updated. I would love to do that. Thank you so much for having me, sister. Thank you. Yes. God bless you. I'm Shugbury. You know I love you. Over and out.